And we're back. Welcome to Paranorthwest, a podcast about all things paranormal here in the Pacific Northwest and beyond. I am your host, Eric. I'm Shayla. And I'm Cheyenne. Cheyenne, is there anything special about this podcast? We have a special guest tonight. He comes straight out of California right now. Just depends uh. on the day. Lawson, the law. Ooh, Stout. here he is. Woo! Hey, guys. How's everyone doing? Feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling good. Thank you for having me. Always welcome on the show. He's a believer, an experiencer, and uh, sometimes he moves heavy equipment. He's been one of our longtime friends, and so he's been getting into the shit with us, so he got to experience that last night. Lawson, where did we end up going? Uh, We took a little trip out to Spirit Lake, Idaho. It's about 45 minutes from Spokane. Okay. Are you pretty familiar with the area then of Spirit Lake? Yeah. um, As a kid growing up, my grandma lives out there. Uh, My grandma and my step-grandpa. Nice. Eric, do you want to let them know, like, kind of what we did here in Spirit Lake? Well, first of all, this is our first guest. I love that. There are going to be many more guests on this podcast, and we're stoked to have The Law as our first one. And second of all, this is our 10th episode. Oh, my God. Who thought we would get this far? (laughs) Right. Not me, but the people in Hess, Germany that listened to us. They did. Okay. This is a oh, shout yeah. out to all the Germans that are listening to the podcast. That's super dope. Um, you guys apparently are from a place called Hess, and that sounds tight. Um, so if you want us to go to Hess and do some investigations, you know, tomorrow morning, wake up. That's all you got to do. Also, shout out to our non-binary uh, followers and listeners. We appreciate you, and we accept everyone here uh, on Pair Northwest. Yeah, I was looking at the analytics. We have mostly women listening to the podcast and then closely behind are men and then the non-binaries rounding in the bottom and I, I appreciate everyone listening to it we have listeners in Canada Germany and the U.S. and of course most of our U.S. listeners are here in the Pacific Northwest and I appreciate that but we do have some uh Virginianites Virginites Virginians because we got a lot going on over there that's yeah. why Whatever, however you say that Everyone in Virginia listening, we want to give a little shout out to you guys. Keep it real. Let us know if you see the Mothman. Um, uh, go ahead and reach out to us if you do. Take a picture with him. Maybe come on the show. Bring bring the Mothman on the show. If you find him, we'd like to see him. But we're going to get right into this episode now. And we, yeah, like they said, last night we went to Spirit Lake, Idaho. And there are there was a couple reasons why we wanted to try there. I mean, the town is super old. We went to this... Uh, unnamed restaurant that we will not name and uh first time i ever saw medium rare chicken you know that was that yeah. was kind of that was a different i didn't know you could get it like that yeah and um yeah my burger was mooing so that was cool too yeah my burger was definitely still alive but the medium rare chicken that was really tight because right when shayla opened it uh she you know she tore it open with her with her meat hands and a lot of pink looking back at us, you know? That was kind of interesting. Yeah, so it started off uh, <laughs> pretty interesting. I think one of them was still an embryo, too. There was just, like, this egg. 
and just like chicken bits. And I was like, what? what is that? See, and that's why I always bring trail mix when we <laughs> hit the trail. For the trail. Exactly. Very important. Bring the mix. Go on the trail. So after, right. after we did that, we drove down um, to the lake and there was um, some public docks and we just kept on driving past it to see if we could find anything else and started to get dark so we turned her back around and went straight to the docks and right on the water and we're the only ones out there and we started doing some some investigations and uh want you guys tell us how how we started and like what the feel was in the beginning and all that so when we pulled up yeah we just set up on the dock we had um just gotten some uh cat cat balls cat balls <laughs> yeah they're the ones that are motion activated so you they have like an LED light on them that flashes when they move. Yeah, and we've seen um, like Twin Paranormal, for example, they use them and they get great results. So we used those. Um, we had two of them. We had the K2 going, the Spirit Box. Um, what else did we have? And we had both of we both have Spirit Talker on our phones, and yeah. we had them both going at the same time, which we'd never done before. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Spirit Talker? So it's an app that you get. Now, I know some people think that the apps, you know, they can be kind of testy because you never know. I mean, it's your phone, right? Right. So, uh, but we've, so far we've gotten good results with it. So we keep using it. Um, but yeah, so we had two of those going. We had never done that. And this was Lawson's like first real investigation with us. So Lawson, what did you, what, what's your first impressions? Yeah. When we sat down on the lake and it was freezing. Um, what, what were like your, almost like your expectations and what, what did you find interesting and what kind of shocked you about the whole thing? Um, I think when we first sat down, I didn't really have any expectations. I was just kind of open to receiving what was going to happen. Um, I was super shocked at all the names that the spirit talker was throwing at us. There was, I think eight on one and 10 on the other, um, primarily women names, but there were, I think, a couple males, if I recall correctly. Um, it didn't really freak me out or anything. It was just names and then random words like hot and blood. Um, and then we were asking, we'll get into this later, but we were asking if somebody was like in the lake, had died in the lake, and it said, like, move forward, and then it said ahead. Yeah, that was weird. So... We went there because we got a ton of messages. Our last episode was on water, and a lot of um, the listeners had reached out and said, you know, we're telling us stories, like growing up there, Lawson being one of them, um, and just like really weird, eerie, spooky things that have happened. So we were like, okay, let's cruise out there. It's not that far. Um, and then Eric did a little bit of research on the lake and the name behind it and the story. So Eric, do you kind of want to go into what, what happened there? So when we when we decided, you know, as a team that we were going to go investigate there and that would be our next spot, I looked into it and I was like, well, why why is it haunted? You know, what's so haunted about this place? And there were a lot of interesting articles that came out in local newspapers about the history of Spirit Lake. And one of them that caught my attention was that there was a, a Native American woman and her father, this was like way back in the day, uh, her father was the chief of her tribe. And to create an, uh, 
like long lasting peace with another tribe, he promised her to another tribe's chief's son to marry. And in their culture, there was these things called marriage chains where when they would get married, they would get wrapped in these chains to kind of signify like, you know, the bond between man and woman and that you two are together now. But the only problem was that she was in love with another man in her tribe. So before the wedding took place, once she found out that she was promised to another tribe, she and her lover in her tribe went out onto Spirit Lake in their canoe and wrapped themselves with the marriage chains that were meant for the ceremony and plunged into the water. And that's where they drowned and died together. And so I was like, oh, you know that's haunted. Oh, yeah. I mean, people doing things like that usually leave a lasting impression. And like we talked about on our last episode, water is that major conductor of paranormal activity. So those two things together, I mean, that place has just got to be a hotbed for something like that. And another uh, local lore about the place was that when in the early spring, when the fog and the mist roll onto the lake that you can hear the chains in the middle of the of the lake and you can hear them diving in that's really interesting um about the fog because one of our listeners uh emily who is actually one of my um clients that i used to see she grew up there for about nine years and she told me that that was actually one of like the reports that people would go out on the boats and the fishermen would end up getting lost and stuck out there because of this fog that would roll in, and it was, like, really mysterious. So Yeah, and I wonder when the fog started. Was it after those two had passed away? Is that, is that like, a sign or something that they did to the atmosphere to change it? I mean, I'm sure there was fog before, but enough fog for fishermen to get lost on the lake. The lake is not that big. It's pretty big, but it's not, like, you know, Lake Coeur d'Alene or something huge like that. So, I mean, it, it's got to be something, you know, really happening out there after all, after events like that. Because even events that aren't that traumatic leave a lasting impression on a place, you know. Yeah, so it was interesting to see if it was intelligent or residual. Yeah, and I have, so I brought up the list of the things that the spirit talker said last night. And... Like I was telling some of my friends today, I'm like, you know, at first it felt like they were trying, it usually feels like they're trying to figure it out at first, right? Especially if you go to a place that hasn't been investigated a lot, they, they notice you for a little bit and then they kind of test it and then they start getting on it. They're like, okay, now I know how this works. Like, let's, let's start, uh, let's start talking and using this stuff. So I always find that part really interesting about the whole thing, but it was weird because one of the first things they said when we began was we are gathering energy. Yeah. And I was like, oh man. Okay. So they're kind of, they're, they're figuring it out. They're like, okay, we've said a few words, but now we're maybe t- a little tired from using this. And it also said there's a group of us. So it was really weird because our phones, some of them said the same exact things repeatedly and we've never gotten like repeated words so that was cool and the same names right but on different devices that was super interesting yeah so lawson tell us like 
what you thought about this whole thing. I think that what was interesting to me, not having done this before, is when you obviously can't have full conversations with them, right? So taking what's coming through the spirit talker and kind of putting the puzzle together, I guess, um, and piecing together what they're trying to tell you. I mean, they said so many different things to us last night. Yeah, we were talking to a lot of different people, I think, and one of them was not the most friendly guy. So, yeah, and it was when we first started, we also got a lot of warnings as well, which has also never happened. Yeah, that was um, different, especially because when we start our session, I, I'm always sure to say only positive energies and spirits are able to communicate with us. So it might have been, a, I mean, obviously I'm guessing it was a positive spirit, but it might had like some residual anger of what happened in the past. You know, which, hell, I would too if I was a ghost. It, it seemed like they were super receptive at the beginning and, and wanted to talk. Um, they definitely gave us signs throughout that they needed more energy, like they're gathering energy, and then more towards the end they said, okay, time to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and during it, it was once they figured out how to use the spirit talker, they kind of gave us some hints and like some leads on things because I'm looking at it now because the spirit talker is cool because it keeps a folder of all the words that are used during a session. So you can go back and look at it. And if you didn't make connections live, you can go back and kind of see what they were saying. And it's also cool because when we go back, we'll be able to look at what they said last time to see if there's any connections between those two. But one of the things that they were leading us on was um, they told us to, it said take photo and it's kind of interesting to get things like that because they're like I said they're learning how these things are working so they're they're wanting they're almost like excited that someone is there to talk to them finally yeah because mine said I've missed talking um I'm really enjoying this uh yeah they said that they miss talking a lot yeah one of them mine said I'm making those noises yeah, how weird. So they're like, hey, that's me. Like, I'm I'm the one talking right now, you know? And that was that was really I don't know, it's it's like a really weird emotion that you get because you're kind of scared at what's happening because it's so obviously paranormal. But you're also kind of sad at the fact that these are people trying to speak to someone again. Like they it's been so long since they've been able to to talk to people again. So it's, it's just like a lot of emotions all at once. And you kind of got to keep your head in the investigation and not get wrapped up in things like that. Because you can, I mean, you could get lost in those emotions so quickly to, and you, you have to guide them as much as they're guiding you. It's kind of like a, like a teamwork experience on things like this. So we, yeah, we got a lot with the, the, the little light up balls, those constantly went off, um, yeah. answered a lot of questions. Yeah. And then we busted out a flashlight and that was pretty wild. Yeah. I think so. Uh, when we started the investigation, Lawson was just, you know, sitting there kind of a part of it, but just not, not sure of what's happening. And when I put the flashlight down and I was like, can you turn that flashlight on to let us know you're here? It lit up and Lawson was like, 
oh okay like he like he got like the spark in him that we get and was like really excited about it what'd you what'd you feel like when you saw the flashlight turn on were you like oh man like something something really is happening I think it just kind of I wouldn't say I've been skeptical I've been open but I think it kind of put a spark in my mind saying okay this is happening like this is a thing um the first flashlight we put one out first and then another out second it came on a couple times and the first time I got excited because I'm like "Mm, what's happening here and then the second one just started going hardcore on and off and flickering and yeah so how did everyone feel in that moment because because personally I wasn't feeling all scared or just freaked out just like that's awesome like the feeling of that is awesome that is happening that is great that's cool we're able to communicate and they're able to communicate with us how did you guys feel me personally i didn't feel any bad energy last night i felt like they were receptive they wanted to talk um some of the words that we got hinted towards the fact that maybe nobody's been talking to them for a long time or nobody has ever gone out there before yeah it it was eerie I think um, there was no fog on the lake, which was a bummer. But um, yeah, I think we were, something had happened there. And I think Lawson was like trying to figure it out because he was like, okay, we kept getting like head, go forward. Yeah. Um, lungs. I got lungs. Yeah. Um, there was just, yeah, there was a lot of things like di- almost like directions. I think. The one that really sparked me is my body is in the water since we were right on the dock. I was trying to figure out maybe they're on the shore or somewhere back in the woods or maybe if they're in the water. And then all of a sudden, Shayla said, my body is in the water. And then it said, move forward. Yeah, it also said um, people hear my voice um, and footsteps. We also got something about... um, they were executed, prisoner, free, different stuff like that. So I was like, how, I don't know how many people we were talking to, but there was a lot. Yeah, some of the ones that I got that were... Wait, you got prisoner too? Oh, yeah. Okay, because I got... Like, these are just the ones that, like, stood out without any context. You don't really need to look any further. But we got be careful. We are gathering energy. Water. Close. Prisoner. Lungs. Struggling, my body is close by. I'm with my family. Take photo. Oh, and then we got I like the toys. And that was oh, yeah. those those balls that were lighting up and stuff. We're like, okay, so they, they like these. But then we got weird ones like I'm like threatening, bite, I'm guilty, um, she scares me, my ashes are here. Um and just things like, and I like the dark, like things like that where I was like, oh man, because you never know who you're going to be talking to and you could be talking to, you know, 10 different people at once. The thing that is compelling about this app is that it changes its relevance to the location, if that makes any sense at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, because we did do like a, just a small session at your house. And we did not get the same information that we got out at Spirit Lake, Idaho last night. So it's weird. Definitely. It is cool. Um, 
so it shows this is not like no fishy weird app by the way yeah it, yeah it, it, as well as the feeling of of everything it, it feels legit everything feels legit and <clears throat> relative to what you're talking about in that moment just a side note i don't know if we put it together last night but shayla's got my body is in the water and then it said something like i've been i was cremated and eric said my body is close by and my ashes are here and that's on two different devices what i don't know if we put that together last night but i just mind blown mind blown no i did not realize that either yeah some scary connections see this is why we do this (laughs) and then so we did that on on one of the um docks and then we, you know, we're getting a lot of good stuff. We're like, should we try another one? And while we were walking, uh, or while we, while we were figuring out, like, where we wanted to go, it said right. And there were two docks to our right. So we packed up all our stuff and we're like, let's go to the docks, you know, over there and see what's happening. But then Lawson was like, I'm kind of feeling it over in those woods, like, right by the water. And so we're like, all right, well, let's go over there. And... Uh, when we start walking over there, you know, we're like looking up uh, like little game trails and whatnot. And we're, we're still right on the water and we're just kind of listening and seeing how things are going. But then Shayla started to get different uh, different words coming through. And what was the last one? It was like. It said concerned. Yeah. Like it kept someone something kept like warning us almost. And then as we were walking, Eric's said something like, get out of here. Yeah, it's not. Sh- it's not showing up anymore. Yeah, it's weird. But like right when we were walking to uh, the woods and we're about to like go in there and start investigating in there, it was like, leave. That's what it said. It was said leave. And Shayla was like, that's enough for me. I'm out of here. I found it right here. Um. Sorry, this is uh, the second part. Um, it said, get out of here, fearful, go home. Yeah. Something that I had noticed is that it was super calm. The water was calm, no wind. It was just cold. And then as soon as it said leave, the wind picked up. So, and I thought it was weird because when we were trying to figure out which dock we should go to, Lawson was like, oh, should we go here? Pointing to the far right. It immediately responded, Spirit Talker. And it said, no, not here. <laughs> so we went to the one in the middle. It was very, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's like once they, like I keep saying, once they figure out how things work, they're like, oh, I'll give you direction. Like if you if you want to know some things, like I'll lead you. But then at the same time, there's like another energy there that wants the exact opposite like they don't want you to talk to the the souls and spirits and energies that are trapped there because i feel like they're the ones that's trapping them there you know yeah so like they're like no i'm not gonna lead you to to help them out i'm gonna try and scare you and get you out of here the other interesting thing is we were trying to kind of sort through who exactly like all the people we were talking to So we narrowed down, we were obviously talking to someone who was religious because it kept bringing up, forgive my sins, yeah, um, you know, stuff related to religion, that kind of a thing. Um, And it also 
realized that we were like this was an experiment and equipment. That was another big word that we yeah. got multiple times. Said it on yours and mine. Another relevant thing is when we were talking um, about the natives and the indigenous people of the area, it kept saying things like grandfather, um, you know, different things relating to, you know, words that are prominently used in the culture. So, yeah, this app is it works, I think, in my opinion, I think it works. I got some really old like it's a mindset 1700s, which was interesting. And it also said some older sounding names like Hilda and Everett and like Samuel, not Sam. It was like Samuel. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, who, how many people are we talking to? And one of them said 10. And then I counted the names on before we left there and mine had 10 names on it. And Shayla's device also said 10. Yeah. So coincidence synchronicity may i say (laughs) (laughs) so i'd say we are definitely going back to spirit lake we're going to give it a a full gambit we're going to bring all the toys out we'll do a an estes method out there if cheyenne's up to it we'll do a little gansfield always up for the aliens or (laughs) i mean we've narrowed it down i'm talking about the aliens but whatever's out there that's wanting to talk yeah and it's really open and and you can see the night. I mean, there's like no light pollution out there because it's such a small town that we can see all the stars. So we're going to try the the CE5 out there and see if, you know, anything comes comes and visit, visits us while we're doing that. But we're definitely going back. The town has a weird vibe. We're going to eat somewhere else when we're there for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because no more medium rare chicken. That is not tight. Another strange thing that happened last night and today was one of the words that we got was poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any correlation between that, Shayla? Ooh. Okay. So I don't know. Okay. I'm a bit skeptical, but this is odd timing because this has never happened to me. Mm-hmm. I'm home alone today. It's my day off. Okay. My dogs are downstairs. I'm upstairs in my little room and I'm just sitting there and I'm online looking for some New planters. Okay. And I have um, my grandma's, um, she gave me like these little um, like stones, but they're, they're like decorative stones, you know? And um, I have them um, on, in front of my closet door and it keeps the door propped open. And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I hear it sounds like a loud bang, like someone dropped that stone and drug it across the wood floor it was so loud and it was like 10 feet in front of me did you did it actually move i don't when i looked up nothing was out of place i don't (laughs) i don't know what it was but that is what it sounded like what did you feel like right after it happened i had full body chills oh and i freaked out and called cheyenne because i was like what in the actual fuck is happening (laughs) it was an fbc moment dude she calls me and I pick up and she's like, Cheyenne. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What's going on right now? She's like, dude, I just had a poltergeist. And I'm like, what? You know, she tells me the story. I'm like, okay, okay. You need to calm down. Like you need to uh, hopefully move away from that room. And she's like, I can't, I need to stay right here. That's what's up. That's my girl right there. She ain't afraid of shit. Well, she was scared. I mean, she's scared, but 
She's tough. You know what I'm saying? It's a dangerous combination. So you heard it here, Paranorthwest. Maybe the first poltergeist. Oh. Have you guys had any poltergeist? Let us know. Come on the show. Come on the show. By the way, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Paranorthwest. Let us know all your poltergeist experience. We always have our lines open in They're our open. Gmail. Yeah. Oh, open lines, wild card. Open lines. East okay. of the Rockies. Send us an email. Paranorthwestteam at gmail.com. Well, I think it's time to do our weekly shout out. And mine goes out to a special someone named Cam West. He's a tattoo artist here in Spokane, Washington. He is super rad, uh, d- does really rad traditional American traditional work. Uh, he is a sweetheart, is very attractive, you know, ladies or dudes, whoever. I mean, the guy's a little heartthrob. Uh, he is at Living Skin Tattoo in the Spokane Valley off of Sprague. Uh, hit him up. If you're, if you're trying to look, you know, pretty fly and you want someone to to just blast you and you want people to be like, oh, sick ink, nice tats, all those things. If you want people to bother you because your tattoos are fly as hell, go see this guy, okay? Go see Cam for all your tattoo needs. And tell him Paranorthwest sent ya. Yeah, um, there's no discount code because we're small and, you know, the homies don't ask for a fucking discount from your homies. All right. Especially a local. Yeah, we we pay full price for the homies. Sometimes we pay a little more just to be like, hey, I love you. But his uh, you should check him out on on Instagram. It's Cam West Tattoos. That's C-A-M-W-E-S-T-T-A. T-T-O-O-S. You heard it here first, okay? Cam West Tattoos. Go check them out. Give them a follow. And uh, yeah, let them know Paranorthwest sent you. Okay. So back to the scary. Scariness. Yeah. Well, so on the, on the second half of this episode, what are we talking about, Shy? Tell the people. Missing people in the National Forest. What do you know? What do you think? Where do they go? Is it paranormal? Yeah. Uh, what do I know? They're missing. What do I think? That's scary. Where do they go? I don't know that because they're missing. Is it's it paranormal? Funny. Probably. Nice. I, that was really good synopsis. Yeah. Well, you asked four questions, so you get four answers. So, it's just absolutely bizarre. Um, yeah, tell, the- him, tell him about what Missing 411 is and why it's such a conspiracy. Like, we, Shayla and I watched this documentary a couple years back, and we didn't even know this was a thing. Like, we just happened upon it, and we're like, holy shit, this is a fucking problem. And it's weird that it's not talked about because it is a huge problem. Yeah. It's, it's basically like, so people go missing in national parks around the country every year and when you go to ask like the park service or anyone like that they will block any attempt you make at getting any information whatsoever about what happened if you're like hey i heard there was a there's a missing guy you know his name's george smith and he went missing in yosemite i I need some information on it what day did it happen whatever they will literally block you and try to go around 
giving you any information at all. And that's fucking sketchy, okay? Yeah, they're gatekeeping the missing. Yeah. This Not is, okay. This is a government agency lying to people and trying to hide what's happening out there. People don't even know that this is such a big problem in the country. And it's odd because so many of these missing cases have so much in common. So if you're if you were like, you know, the FBI or the Park Service, you can put this shit together really quick and probably find these bodies or find the people or at least have an inkling on what's going on. Maybe they already do. Maybe they don't want you to fucking know. They yeah, just they're hiding know. it. Yeah. FBI, don't ever come on the fucking show and stop listening. So we went down this um, hole. Uh, Eric and I ended up finding, and this has been some years ago. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's called Missing 411, okay? It is a series of books, is how it started, um, from David Politis. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I'm sorry. He was also featured on uh, my all-time favorite, Coast to Coast AM, with Art Bell, multiple times. Um, but then he came out with a movie. It was a, it was a film um, which documented cases of people who had gone missing in all the national parks around the U.S. Well, all over the world is what he said in his interviews. But, um, yeah, they're unusual. They're mysterious. They're really strange. Um, the data on them suggests that they're actually, like, super unexpected, right? They happen right before your eyes. There's also, you know, a number of things that he realized, such as either the bodies are never found. Um, a lot of them have to do with children, elderly, or people that are um, mentally impaired or disabled. So that is just so bizarre. You know, what's wild is how he started the Missing 401 is an off-duty park ranger came up to him with the information was like yo something's happening in the parks and like no one's talking about this and we need someone to look into this and he was like say less dude i'm a, I'm, I'm about to devote my life to this now and you know he was an ex-cop and detective so he knows exactly what he's doing he knows what to find and what to look for yeah and he knows how to go about it i mean it's not just right. like some random that's like I heard someone's missing. Like he knows exactly. He, I mean, he, you should you should watch these documentaries because this guy is so in depth that he's created like it, almost a checklist of things that happen in most of them, and it's like it's usually by uh, like some sort of quarry or where a bunch of rocks are. Waters water, associated. Yeah, running water, like like a stream or a river or something like that. Missing clothing is another thing that if they do find the bodies, they usually find them with missing clothing. And oddly enough, there's usually a storm after they go missing, and that search area has been searched multiple, multiple times. Some of the cases, 10 plus, and the canines can't track anything. But what's wild is right after, when if they do find the body, where do they find the body? Naked. Or in Where? an area that has already been searched. Exactly. That's that's the weirdest part to me. Because they, they document these things, you know? They're like, oh, we looked here. Obviously, they're going to grid it off. We search this grid. We search that grid. We comb through everything. And when they do find the people... They're right where they had already searched before. And it's usually not that far from where they start the search. 
Yeah, and you know, it's people that are ages like three to basically 92 that are missing. I mean, so it's everyone in between, which is really sad and unfortunate. Lawson, how do you feel about these cases that have not been explored yet? Honestly, I didn't know that this was an issue. Like you guys were saying, a lot of people don't know about it. I've heard of the documentaries, but I don't know much information on these cases. Um, it's just kind of crazy that there are some connections like the storm, the rocks, missing pieces of clothing, but where are these people going? Right. It's like they literally, they just dis just disappear, you know? And it's people that know these trails, know the forests. They know what they're doing. They've been doing this for 40 years plus. Um, if you guys haven't checked out Missing 411 The Hunted, it's all about hunters. They know the ground. They know what they're doing. You know, they've been out in the wild. They know how to survive. Yeah, it's not just a bunch of like like some city slickers going out there and they're like, I'm going to go through Yosemite or I'm going to go up into the mountains and then have to call the park service to get me in a helicopter because I can't read a map. You know, it's not it's not people like that. Especially when the area has been searched people shoulder to shoulder at times. Yeah. That, I mean, how bizarre. We got to get a hold of these books because he has in those books, there's a whole list of every area, every fact, every person, all that. Yeah, I'm going to be buying the, the books and the, there's a map of Idaho yep. where people have gone missing. So we're going to go out there with a GPS oh God. and a sat phone. So, you know, and, you know, I'll be armed to the teeth just in case because... I don't know what it is, but my first inkling on what is happening is obviously paranormal. But I think it's an interdimensional bringing them into somewhere else, right? Because if they're right. found where they went missing, basically, you know, not too far from there, and it's been combed over, people, you can't literally disappear. You can't evaporate right. unless something takes you or you find a portal that you weren't looking for. You you stumbled across it, right? Right. And the space-time continuum, something something happened right there at that moment. Maybe a deja vu moment where the two uh two timelines happened to cross and you're walking right in that actual space and you get taken there. I mean, yeah. That's I, my first thought. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's one part of the movie or the film, excuse me. Um, you know that something very odd and bizarre happens that necessarily doesn't have to do with the missing. I don't want to spoil it for all you people that are listening. Don't. Go watch it for yourself. <laughs> but I don't even know how to, how to explain it. It was just something strange and eerie and paranormal, interdimensional. Yeah. Come on. That's that, I'm thinking interdimensional. So on his old uh podcast that he was featured on that i listened to i thought it was first of all great because he you know art bell would ask him multiple times callers would ask him repeatedly what do you think is happening and he would not answer them he would say i'm not going to suggest anything because years down the road first of all i could change my mind yeah. or i don't want to um lack any credibility because yeah. he hasn't figured it out but now i see him popping up at some bigfoot conventions so well that's what he did first mm, yeah it's kind of weird he started out investigating bigfoot 
And then this, and then the park ranger, while he was in a national park looking for Bigfoot, one of the park rangers came up to him and was like, hey, you know, blah, blah, start chit-chatting. And he tells him what he was doing. And he was like, okay, well, I got something else you should think of. So those two might yeah. be, it might be Bigfoot just yoking people up. Lawson, do you believe in Bigfoot or what? That's a tough one for me because I don't know. I haven't. Obviously, I haven't right. had any experience with any of this. I wouldn't say that he's not, but we got to go out there and find him. Exactly. Let's How are find we going to find him? Well, we're going to do some calls. We're going to do some Bigfoot calls, which I'm very versed in. Shan, why don't you do a call real quick for the for the listeners? Don't get too close to the mic, though, because we're not trying to blow people's ears out. Okay, well, we're not trying to call upon him in the city. That's... Yeah, just just do one, though. He won't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. She's she's going to do it. This is our 10th episode. You got to do something special. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. That is an actual Bigfoot call. I hate it here. <laughs> from Cheyenne. <laughs> I also like to clink things together like wooden rocks. Um, I know he's a thrower, not a shower, you know? Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bigfoot, come on the show. You know? We're, we, so now, now that it's warming up and all that, I think we're going to get more into our woodland adventures and looking for Bigfoot and all that. But I'm really excited to get the map and the, the books and, I mean, go out there and look. We have to see this scenery. We have to see it for ourselves and say, okay, where would I go? You know, were they seeking shelter from something? Were they running from something? Or did they just wrong place, wrong time, get yoked up? Yeah, that's true. Definitely, um, if I had the mental capability, I would go into the caves. But um, I'm terrified. She tastes blood. Okay, let's not. Anytime something physical happens. Yeah, I have a hard time hiking, okay? It's the hiking. I will get up mentally. I'm in the caves. Right now, I'm in the caves. I don't know if that's good. No, it's good. I'm with Bigfoot. Oh. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm down to go out there. Uh, Lawson, you uh, you down to fly up this summer and get out there and look for Bigfoot with us? A hundred percent. I will be on that flight right up here, ready to go. <laughs> also, side note: How do we feel about the Redwood National Forest? We think there's a lot of spook there. I'm sure there is. I've never been, but I'm sure there is. I've also never been there, but let's go. I yeah, I haven't I haven't been there, but I've always wanted to go just because those trees are so massive. They're made for the giants, probably. I know. It's like it's so old, and I love places that are just old and untouched and we're I mean you can't even like comprehend how big the redwoods truly are until you get there and see it. Maybe that's where Bigfoot hides is in those big trees. That's you know, what I'm saying. That's a theory. That he just like teleports inside of them? Yeah. Have you guys ever heard the saying, if trees could talk? Ooh, yeah. What do you think some of these national forests, what do you think some of the trees would say? What kind of stories would they have? What kind of energy? There's a lot. I think the forest is one of the most interesting places ever you could go to any of them and i think that you would find something oh yeah i think the trees do talk i just think you know like that saying where they're like oh if a tree falls down in the forest you know is no one's around to hear it doesn't make a noise 
I think when no one's around, a lot happens. You're, I, it's hard for me to believe that trees and animals and things like that, when we're not there, are just like chilling and just doing nothing. You know what I mean? Trees do talk. There's yeah. spirits and everything. You just got to listen to them. Well, because the Ents, you know, in Lord of the Rings, like Treebeard and all them. I think that uh, that's not so far-fetched for me. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, and Grandmother Willow, like... Yeah, exactly. All these you stories... that had to originate it somewhere. That's the, what I'm There's no lies in between anything. That's right. It's all true. Well... <laughs> Every, everything's true. <laughs> everything's okay? now true. <laughs> Starting now, all things are true. I just think it's so interesting. Lawson would be a great asset to our team. I wish he still lived here because... He's a believer, but he's not an experiencer. Like, he has not experienced anything paranormal in his life, he Which claims. Is, yeah, it's like the coolest place to be because when I started all this, I was super skeptic. Mm -hmm. So, like, I had experienced things, but I'm just like, no, nope, didn't happen. You know, I can, I, I'll find a reason to explain this away. But Lawson's the exact opposite where he's like, I want to see. I want to feel it. I want it to happen to me. And with that openness... In his energy, I feel like he's going to attract so much stuff and we'll be there to to experience it with him and to, to kind of like guide him and help him be like, we think that that's this. Like, what do you think? I think he'd be a great um, person for either the Gansfield or the Estes Method, especially the Gansfield, because he doesn't he's never done it. And it's just cool to see other people that haven't done it hashtag i want to believe yeah he has no preconceived notions of anything i, I know i've said it a hundred times but i think the aspect of being open and not bringing any negative energy like i come in with an open mind i don't bring any bad vibes to them scare them away you know that type of thing and just like thinking with logic like putting things together like with the spirit talker at spirit lake putting like the puzzles together because like I said before you can't have full-on conversations with them but they give you hints and you have to piece it together whether you put the puzzle together correctly or not is another story but then they keep giving you hints until they're tired and they tell you to go the hell home and then you go and it's so funny because Lawson is one of those people that can you can literally talk to him for hours about absolutely nothing like he gets down to the bottom of it somehow I I don't know how. Oh, yeah. But well, he's been he, that forever. A lot of people are like internal thinkers and like to be alone and think. And he likes to think through things out loud and with people, which I think is super awesome, especially in like a community like this. It's hard to be really introverted and really, uh, you know, like afraid to bounce ideas off people because a lot of people are self-conscious and they're like, well, if I say this and someone thinks I'm wrong, like, I'm going to feel like crap. But, like, Lawson and I are, are the same in that aspect where we're like, what do you think about this? Could it be that? Or, you know, what? why don't we try this method? Why don't we try that? It's This is why it's investigating. You know, right. you don't know the answer, so you can't say that any one way going about things is wrong because no one has the answers on these things. That's why this is so enticing because we're all just trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure out what the hell we're even looking for. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Stay tuned. Lawson's going to be coming out with a book. So if you ever meet him, he, you're going to be in his book. So keep an eye out for that, all What's you listeners. What's the book called? I don't know. He has yet to determine. 
I'm sure the book's going to be called something like, what kind of PC do you have? <laughs> That's his favorite question. If you ever meet him, you'll you'll get that question, let me tell you. Something like, how much money do you make? <laughs> how long have you had your car? Do you like your car? How many miles does it have on it? What year is it? it <laughs> have you paid it off? How much did you pay for your house? What's your interest rate? If not, he'll find <laughs> out either way. So you just better tell him. Uh, yeah. Spokane County Property Search gives a lot of information. I'll find your taxes, I'll find your taxpayer name, and I'll find if that shit's a rental or not. And that's... <laughs> he cannot. And that's, that's exactly period. why he's my best friend. So. And that's exactly why he would make such a great investigator. He has so many questions for things. It's like, as if he is interested in something or wants to know, he's gonna find out. Which is also kind of a double-edged sword in the paranormal, because it could drive you fucking insane. He is a questioner, and I like that. Yeah, to be like, if if he... I feel like once he sees and, like, experiences something really intense, it's going to be, like, his life mission to be like... Because he can't just ask someone, what was that? And they tell him exactly what it That's was. That's true. He's going to be like, what was that? Also, it's fucking killing me not knowing it, so I'm going to find out what this is. So, Lawson, where is one place in the Pacific Northwest that you would want to investigate? Probably the Olympic National Forest. Ooh, okay. Like like I was saying earlier, the redwoods are, like, right on the border of the Pacific Northwest. But I think with how old those trees are, I mean, those are some of the oldest trees in the country. Some of them, like, 300-plus years old. Can you imagine what they've seen over the years? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, well, this summer we are going there, so. And I mean, I have been with Lawson for just a few days in the Olympic National Forest. My ass got lost at sea, okay? I was lost. And he was not looking. Yeah, well, she decided to climb down a little sand embankment and get her ass stuck at the bottom of it. It was terrible in the moment, but now it's funny. Who helped you out? Okay, this is so weird. Hold on real quick. I just looked it up, and there's a tree that we're going to have to go see in the Olympic National Park that is a 1,000 years old. It's a western red cedar, and nice. we got to go. We got to go see that. I'm sure that has so much energy, and like he was saying, all the things that that has seen from a sapling until now, like just... Just being near it, being near something that old but still living has got to be an intense experience. So we should, we've never, I've never thought about this, but we should investigate like a tree or like something old. What if it has something to tell us? Like a natural object. Yeah, exactly. Like what, everyone goes to a, a, a abandoned house or an old cemetery or an old, you know, a sanatorium or something like that. But I, I think part of our Olympic investigation should be going to this tree and finding trees like it and seeing what it has to say, if the trees could talk. I love that. Let's do that soon. Okay, Cheyenne. Okay, this is a weird experience. So while I was having a panic attack um, down by the ocean, um, this old man, out of all things, like this old man, he could barely walk. Okay, he had a walker. He freaking came down and he saved me. Like, he's like, are you okay? I'm like, um, I'm lost. Like, I, I need to find, <laughs> I <to> find civilization. <laughs> but no, I was lost and he just came down and he helped me and that was it. Like, I've never seen the guy again. 
That's crazy because something like that happened to me when I got in a bad car wreck on my way back from Schweitzer Mountain. The one time I went snowboarding ever, I'll never go again. Got a concussion. It was not tight. But we were driving back and we hit black ice and the the car flipped uh, and we landed in the forest on our side. And we were all okay, luckily. And we got out of the, the, the car and this like red little shitter, you know, like a Geo Metro or something. Uh, no offense if you got a Geo Metro. Hey, we're all doing our best. But... The, the people came out of it, and they were, like, old, like Shan saying. It was, like, an old couple, and they are very sweet. And this is, like, the middle of the night, and they are they're super sweet and super kind, and they were, like, are you guys okay? You know, do you need anything? Uh, and I, I was, like, sh- so shaken up. The lady was, like, do you want me to call 911 for you? And I was, like, okay. And I handed her my phone, and she called. And then I don't remember. I, I, I remember the, the firemen and the cops and the ambulance showing up. But they weren't there anymore. Like, that couple was gone. So, what do you think happened? I don't know, because they were like, who called? You know, we, they, they said a woman called. And I said, yeah, there was a woman and her husband, I assume. And they called for us. But when you guys showed up, I don't know where they're at now. Which is odd, because you, you would think you would stick around once the cops showed up and kind of talked to them and tell them what you saw and what happened, make sure everyone's okay and then leave. But they were like there as soon as we got out of the car, they were standing there and they were there to like help us and whatnot. And then, but they were gone once the, when the ambulance showed up and I was like, that is weird. They might've been your helpers. Yeah. My mom, we would always say like, those were angels that came down to help you. And I always thought, man, that is so crazy. If you guys have ever had an experience like that where, you know, something traumatic happens and someone just happened to show up out of the blue, but then just, you know, disappears almost, uh, let us know, you know, because we, we love to hear from you guys. We love your stories. We love the connections we're making. I mean, all across the world now. And uh, yeah, we just appreciate everyone listening. Yeah, it helps um, give us something to go on these stories and, and all this stuff around the area. It's very helpful so keep them going but let's uh get to talking a little bit more to lawson do you have any uh final words as we wrap this up yeah lawson as our as our first guest on our 10th episode what do you what do you think about what's what's your views on the paranormal if you had to sum them up and what are your most like what facets of of the paranormal interest you most like ghosts or cryptids or things like that what what do you find interesting I think the most interesting thing to me is the unknown. How much you don't know, how much there is to discover all across the globe. I mean, it's not just the Pacific Northwest. It's everywhere. Spirits are everywhere. Energy is everywhere. And I don't think anybody could ever possibly explore everywhere, but just the unknown aspect of what's out there, what stories are to be told. Yeah, and that's what makes it so cool. Um, Tying back to the water... If we were to go to the Redwoods or even the Olympic National Park, how do you guys feel about the ocean? Because I know we've been talking about lakes and stuff, but what about the ocean? Like, that's a big body of water. Yeah, there's a lot to that. Like, yeah. I think maybe a coast trip 
hit some of the forests, maybe the ocean, and then some of those old towns. Oh, yeah, we do it every year. You're going this year. Well, like, H.P. Lovecraft wrote a bunch of his creepiest stuff because of towns that he went to, like Port Townsend and all those little port towns on the on the Olympic Peninsula. So, like we always say, I mean, people don't just pull these stories out of their ass. Something must have happened. He must have seen something. And I think everyone knows Shayla is terrified of the ocean just because of how vast and how deep it is. Yeah, it's one of my biggest fears. It's just, it's endless. Like, when you look at it, and that is terrifying. But, yeah, I think that'd be really rad. I mean, I'm excited for these summer plans to go there. I say we spend, like, a full week and, you know, maybe camp out in the forest and camp out on the beach and just kind of just spend our days investigating and seeing what's all over there. Because there's a ton over there. I mean, that's going to be like a three-part episode. Yeah, I mean, we can hit the skies, the water, the the forests, the spirits, the Bigfoots, all the things. Yeah, all the things. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Well, I want to thank Lawson for coming on the show. It was very... Uh, very awesome that you that you you know said yes to this and that you wanted to be our first guest uh we really appreciate that and um we appreciate you and we love you a whole lot and we're stoked that you did this well i love all you guys too and thank you for including me i mean obviously some people aren't cut out for this you have to have the right kind of vibe i feel like um you can't bring the bad energy with you because they'll haunt you <laughs> but thanks for having me and happy 10th episode i think i've been trying oh. to get on here for about six months since christmas or before <laughs> so i'm here hey yeah and we'll definitely have more uh more of lawson in the future we'll have more uh hosts or more guests on here we're excited for that we're we're going to be talking to some people to get on here because i mean i know us three are super interesting and super attractive but oh my God. I'm sure a little change of pace and adding someone else. It's always interesting to find someone else's feedback and their opinions on this. Um, but yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Uh, happy 10th episode to us. And I am your host, Eric. I am your special guest, the Law Lawson. I'm Shayla. And I'm Cheyenne. And don't forget, sleep with your eyes open. Open, open.